Rah! Well, welcome to a Friday edition of The Great White Hope. This is your host, Jacob Johnston. I'm excited for today. Got a lot of good content coming to you. A new segment, maybe, that I'm going to try out. Get some feedback from you guys. Um, but first, I wanted to address the elephant in the room. I had a lot of people reach out to me after the last pod and say, Hey, Jacob, what's going on with the picture? What's going on with, um, you know, why are you doing the pod? What's happening? So I just want to clear the air again. So every day, my commute is, it's about 20 miles. Um, in that 20 miles, I am going around 20 miles an hour cruising, not really doing much. So it's bumper to bumper traffic a lot. Sometimes there'll be a car accident, sometimes not. And so the old guy on the front of my podcast used to be me. That would be me driving in, car in front of me, stopping for no reason, trying to swerve and go into the next lane. Um, People asking to get over into my lane. I would be sticking my fist out of the window, cursing them, flipping them off giving him the big toe. Um, so I said to myself, hey, Jacob, there's got to be a better way. And so I'm trying out this podcast thing. And, you know, there's been, it's helped. I've got something to do for the full hour. And hopefully the fans out there will um, get something out of this too, because there have been a few haters. And I don't want to call anybody out, but Todd, this bud's for you. All right, before we get into... The main content here, uh, I got to pay the bills, got my first ad. Um, So this this podcast is brought to you by C4 Pre-Workout. If you want a bombastic, outrageous and contagious workout, you're going to have to go with C4. I'll tell you how I start my day. I come in, I have my coffee, I get to work around 10 o'clock. Yeah, I know, I'm a lazy ass, but that's how it works. So get there, fire off a few emails, respond to some people. Show my presence on Slack. Uh, make sure everybody knows I'm there for the day. Uh, after that, around 10.45, uh, I'll throw in a double scoop of C4 Ultimate. And then my productivity goes through the roof. For the next 15 to 20 minutes, I am blocked in. I'm getting things done. I'm filing JIRAs. Uh, I am writing briefs, I am get setting out product requirements. And then that 15, 20 minutes, somewhere right around there, my skin starts to crawl. I've got the itchies. And so I grab my workout bag, I go to the gym, and I throw some weight around. Um, is it always the right thing to do? No. But I'm raging, and I'm going to try to throw as much weight around as I can. What's that? Where's the heaviest kettlebell? Give me that. I'll throw that over my shoulders and walk around you know, just walk around the gym. So if you're looking for the pump of your life, C4 Ultimate, I highly recommend it. Uh, and, you know, support the pod and let them know that we sent you and go to c4.com slash the great white. Um, cool. So, yeah, I wanted to get into a little bit of uh, the agenda. I might have, a, like I said earlier, I might have a new uh, segment coming out. Um, and the premise around, uh, well, I'll just say, we got a new segment coming up, and then we're going to talk a little bit of basketball after that, um, and uh, really just start jumping into things. So here we go. So teased it a little bit before, but um, new segment, and I'm still workshopping the name, um, but here's the gist of it. 
uh, it's based loosely off of Seinfeld. So when, whenever you go to a Seinfeld, uh, I guess, comedy or you watch him on TV, it's just basically his observations on life, some things that he's seen that's relatable. Um, and so the segment's called Seinfeld Thoughts, and they're not really his thoughts, they're mine, just things that I noticed. They don't have a point. Uh, they're not going anywhere, uh, but just just some things throughout the week that I saw. Um, and my first one is that yoga people are crazy. Uh, so I do I hit a yoga class every once in once in a while, and just hit one today, and listen to this little nugget that the teacher says. She says, "Lightning bolts and lightning bugs." are very similar. And if you glance too quickly, they look the same. But if you take your time and you look at them, you can see they're light years apart. Don't let today be a glance by where you can't tell if it's a lightning bug or a lightning bolt. Take your time and reflect. What the hell is this lady saying? Oh my gosh. I was just like, all right, tell me, put me back in the downward dog and let's just stretch. Don't get all Confucius on me. Uh, But they always do that. And then they do the hands thing and they third eye center. And it's been my pleasure to teach the class. Um, So that's the first thought is just yoga. People are crazy. Um, Just, just tell me what to do. Should I, should I lean forward on my squat? Should I put my hands in a different place? Don't don't do what you're doing, okay? So that's my first one. My second one is something that I've actually been kicking around and I've, you know, maybe I bounced it off a few people listening to this podcast. But it's really food for thought here. Um, and my thought is, if you went back, let's say 30, 40 years, you have back 30, 40 years and you looked at the typical household, you would see um, people chain smoking cigarettes in their house. Uh, Fast forward to today's time, we know that the cigarettes are bad. But I think if you went into each house, you might see somebody having one, two, three beers or wine or some sort of alcohol. And we inherently know that that's really bad for you. And so my question is, if you fast forwarded, 30, 40 years, are we going to look back at this time as the time where it was crazy to be having a beer a night or one or two beers a night or wine or whatever, whatever your choice is, Um, because we know how bad it is for your everyday living, how bad it is for that. And so my guess, I tried to make, I made making a few guesses here. My guess is weed is going to take over. And there's going to be cleaner ways to do weed and like take gummies. So my question is, should I jump on the gummy train right now before, well, before I say that, um, can't really think of anything else right now. I don't think the vape thing is going to stick around. That's not going to replace it. Vaping is out. It's already not cool. Um, unless you're in high school and you get fat vape clouds floating around. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, I couldn't really think of anything else. So the weed gummy thing is what I'm going to stick on. And 
uh, was thinking about trying it out. Maybe like cut out drinking for a couple days of the week and, uh, you know, try weed gummy and there's, there's some benefits to it. I'll tell you, uh, you throw on a thriller or a crazy sci-fi movie and you have a weed gummy, uh, you're going to sleep good. You're going to go to bed fine. You're going to enjoy the movie. The only downfall that I can see is, is the uh, munchies. You know, you get the munchies and then you're going to get fat. But are you going to eat more than the calories in your drink that you would have been drinking? Mm-hmm. Food for thought. Food for thought. I'm not saying one way is better than another. Uh, let me know your thoughts on that. Uh, last thing that I wanted to talk about. Uh so weddings, there's always for me, and I, and I was reflecting on this, there's always one or two people at a wedding that I don't interact with them a lot, but I absolutely just crush the conversation with them. Uh, and I, th- I leave that wedding and I think back and I'm like, that person must think that I am the funniest person in the world because I just crushed it with them in my one or two interactions. Um, and, it, and it pretty much happens every time where somebody you haven't seen for a while, uh, you're kind of passing through and you just say a few comments and they're just, they're funny or, you know, what maybe they're not funny, but they're interesting. Uh, and you know, I think it's just funny how that happens. So if I catch you at a wedding, uh, you know, in the next, next short while here, you've got a, you got basically a one in 150 chance that that person is you. I like those odds. All right, all right. Now that we're done with that, um, my next thing is I wanted to actually jump into, uh, we're about halfway through the basketball season right now. Um, and before the season started, I may or may not have put down a few future wagers. Um, but even if I didn't, on, on all of them, I wanted to go back and take a look at my thoughts. Um, so I'm gonna read them, go one through one, one by one. Um, and basically what I did is I just looked at the teams over under win records and said, all right, do I think this is gonna be over and why? And so this was done over text, so it's not, not a well thought out sentence. So grammar police, stuff it, I don't really care. Um, so first thing, I had Warriors under, and here was my quick explanation. Bad defense, plays not coming back. Huh. So my thought was that D'Angelo Russell um, and Steph Curry out there on the floor, and they lost, you know, their big men. Uh, well, I guess not. They didn't lose their big men. But I just thought those two guards out there, they're small. They're not great at defense. I wasn't sure how their fit were going to be. And I called their under. So I, I'm i going to get their under right, but not for what I thought. I mean, Steph went out, and you guys know you guys know the whole story, so I don't need to go into that. Um, the next one I had was Sixers over. And my thought process was East sucks, and they are awesome. I'm going to miss that one. Uh, I don't – I guess I underestimated how – I kind of went off the Raptors series and I, and I saw them play the Raptors and said, okay, this is a team defensively that can shut down anyone and they can. The problems are just offensively. They're so cluster effed that they, 
they just can't get out of their own way. So you'll see them go against the Bucks and kill them, but then you see them play, I don't know, the Warriors and need overtime to win. And so they've just been inconsistent. And I think they're the fourth or the fifth seed right now. So uh, we'll see. And actually, they've been playing pretty good without without Joel Embiid. So that's interesting. Uh, here's another one that I'm going to eat shit on. Uh, Bucks under. I said Brogdon gone, comma, Bledsoe sucks, comma, nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, it hasn't really played out that way. I mean, you look at Brogdon, Brogdon's doing really good, and I thought that that would impact the, the Bucks more, but I don't really know. I mean, so I watched this team play. And I see Giannis out there and Chris Middleton can hit some shots. And then I'm just like, eh, I don't really know who else they have that's really good. But everybody just con- contributes and they're crushing it. So I'm definitely going to get that one wrong. All right. So my next one is Dallas over. I loved KP. I love Doncic. Didn't expect Doncic to become a MVP candidate. But uh, I think I'm going to end up getting that one right. And uh, so, suck it. My next one I had was the Spurs under. And what I said was, they overachieved last year and are worse this year. And I think I'm going to get that one right. They were supposed to be a 500 team, a little over 500 team, and make the playoffs. Uh, I think that's actually just a Greg Pop tax. Uh, Any team that he coaches is supposed to be 500 to make some playoffs because they have for the last like 45 years uh but i just think that they are they're not very good uh they have some some young players uh but the DeRozan, lamarcus aldridge thing it's run its course and i think they just need to sell those guys off for parts right now and uh i mean heck i'd take them i would take the demar DeRozan on the lakers I mean, if you're just giving them away, food for thought. <laughs> um, and, uh, oh, shit, I lost my list. Hold on. So that was my Spurs one. I think I'm going to get that one right. Uh, my next one is Portland under. And this one absolutely nailed it. Because this is what I said. They lost all their forwards. And white and Whiteside is Dwight 2.0. Now, I feel bad for this. I'm still not 100% a Dwight fan, but um, this was before Dwight broke out and became an MVP candidate that he is this year. Uh, but I did get they lost all their forwards. So they lost Harkless. They lost uh, Al Farouk Aminu. And they, so all those kind of long-rangey guys that they were able to put out there and play really good defense last year, uh, they lost them. And now they're playing Mario Hazonia a little bit. Had to sign Mello off the scrap heap, and he's been pretty good. Uh, some people out there might call him the most improved player just because he's going from zero points to about 16. So as a percentage, that's pretty good, I guess. <laughs> um, and uh, But that's another one that I nailed. And so uh, moving on, I got the Celtics. I think this might have just been I don't like the Celtics pick, but I said an under for them. Uh, didn't really realize the uh, loss of Kyrie Irving was going to be such a benefit. Uh, you wouldn't really think that. But here's what I said. I said, loss of Horford is too much to overcome. 
and I actually do stand by that. Uh, I think they're going to get Daniel Tice is out there. They're playing Robert Williams, even though he's injured. Uh, I don't even know. Oh, Cantor, who actually tore up the Lakers, but you can't play Cantor. That's a classic Billy Donovan quote, and there's a reason that that happens. By the way, as I'm driving, a uh, girl in a red bug over here screaming her heart out uh, <laughs> to some music, which I respect. But then uh, she caught me looking at her and got really embarrassed and, and turned her music down. So we're always here to cast a little judgment on people. But that, So those were my few picks. So if you're counting, I got the Warriors under. I did not get the Sixers over one and one. I got I didn't get the Bucks under one and two. Got the Dallas over. Yep. Spurs under. Yep. Portland under. Yep. So <coughs> and then the Celtics under, I don't think I'm gonna get. So that's uh but that's a respectable four and three, and I'm making money. I'm making money. And now, now's the time for the uh, hard-hitting analysis on just what's been going on the last week. Uh, just floating thoughts around. Um, so yesterday I saw Trey Young uh, got accepted as a all-star. And there's a video of him going around where he learns of him being an all-star. And then he gets emotional and all this stuff. And you know what? I call bullshit on all that because... Right when he starts breaking down, a guy steps in front of him with a giant camera zooming in on his face. And, dude, just be real. And I think that's why I don't really care about Trey Young, but just that stuff on social media where people are getting emotional. No, you're not, dude. Just be be your honest and be yourself. That's why I think people like Zion. He's not a bullshitter. He's just himself. Um, or at least he portrays himself. Sometimes with LeBron, I get a little bit upset with that, but he's on my team, so I, I let him slide. Uh, but all these all these posts and all these different things with t- people trying to show how emotional they are when you know it's just staged is, is horse shit. So Trey Young, eat one for that. Uh, the other thing is Zion's debut the other day. Uh, Maybe put a little wager on him to score more than 13 points and crushed that. Thank you. Thanks to his uh, 17 point outburst over three minutes, uh, which was electrifying. Crowd was going crazy. I was going crazy. Uh, but here's my thoughts. Um, overall, I think it'd be fine. It'd be okay. But you know who he is? He's the quick twitch guy. He's the. Uh, there, there used to be this guy at my at my uh, LA Fitness that I used to go to, and he was he was way overweight, but he had this quick tw- twitch thing where he could just explode and go different different places and change direction and do this. And his hands were super fast, and I think that's what Zion is. You saw a couple times he got blocked by splitter and he quick twitch, got back, grabbed the ball, put it up on the other side of the basket before anybody could even react. Um, even on that offensive rebound. Uh, you saw him, and he, he was able to do the same thing, uh, which is cool to see. And, and I think that'll be kind of his superpower because he's not going to be able to, uh, you know, he'll be smaller than people. He's got to be quicker, and he's got to get around him. And obviously he can jump. And once he gets a running start, he can do that. But curious to see. Um, 
I actually thought I saw the the game and I was a little bit discouraged by him because yeah, he hit the four threes in a row. Um, but he didn't look good at all. He's not going to hit four threes. He's not going to go four for four. I mean, optimistically, let's say he shoots 30 to 35%, um, which would be good for him. But he's not going to get his points from shooting threes. He's going to be slashing, driving, putting back rebounds, catching all the oops, doing stuff like that. And he did almost none of that. I think he had four four points off off of that, where he had caught a lob from Lonzo, and then he got an offensive rebound, um, actually six points, and then he had a spin on on um, splitter. And so from that perspective, if you say, all right, well, if he doesn't make his first couple two threes, his night looks completely different. And so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take that little bit that little nugget that I got from watching the game, and I'm going to put it on the Nuggets tonight. And I said, everybody's losing their shit over Zion. And that was an exciting game. He made a bunch of threes. But if you look at the underlying thing here, uh, I don't think he's got it right now. He's tired. He's slow. He's fat. Um, He can't get around people right now. And I'm banking on that for the next couple games. I'm going to write it on the Nuggets, see what happens tonight. If the same thing happens and people are overbetting on Zion's team again, I might hit it again. Uh, So that's that. Uh, okay, and then the the Celtics v Lakers loss on MLK Day. All right, let's just pump the brakes on that. LeBron was coming back from, and let's not freak out. Okay, we are still the best record in the West. Um, we haven't been playing up to our potential lately, but I'm not concerned about it. Um, they've been consistent. They've be, been beating the teams they need to beat. Uh. And you know, there's a there's a there's a fun game on Saturday where they play the Sixers, uh, team I touched on earlier. But um, so I'm not worried about it. Few things uh, came out this week. Demarcus Cousins saying, or some news around him saying that he's, unless he suffers a setback, that he plans to play this year. Uh, one, I don't know, man. I don't know. I would rather, well, from two perspectives, right? If you're a DeMarcus Cousins and you come back, what are you trying to prove? You're going to come out. You're not going to have played basketball for how long? You're going to be out of shape. You're not going to be explosive. It's going to take you months and months to get back to where you were. So don't rush it and then come back next year, sign another one-on-one or something like that, and uh, you know just show people that you can play again and then get your contract the next year. I think he's always worried about, getting his contract, so he wants to show people he can play. And I think when you think about it on what a team he is on now, that's not what they need. They've got the good chemistry, they've got the continuity, and their bigs are actually really good. Uh, I mean, unless somebody gets hurt or something like that where JaVale's out for a long time and you know maybe he can step in and, and spot some minutes. But JaVale and Dwight, the, the thing that they have going there is they've got size uh, both vertically and like strength-wise, and they can impact shots at the rim. And when you plug in a boogie, his defense is so bad. Maybe he's he's okay positionally, but he's not blocking shots. He's not deterring things from driving in. So I question him on defense, which is the Lakers' main skill right now. Is that 
Is that what we need? Nah. I say wait until next year. And then the other thing is the chemistry piece. Where are you going to fit them in? It's you're only playing Dwight 15 minutes. Uh, then you're playing uh, JaVale 15 minutes. And then 10 minutes for AD or so at the five. So are you going to start cutting those guys' minutes down and they've already accepted a diminished role? Uh, I don't know. I don't like it. Uh, if I was him, I would just take the year, continue to rehab, continue to rehab, get your money, and then re-sign back with the Lakers next year or some other team. I don't really care. Uh, but, I mean, I did the, – the one thing that I'm not really considering uh, is his ability to be a stretch five, right? So the, the Brooke Lopez, the uh, – you know, that's not something that we really have right now. Or if you think about, you know, us meeting the Utah Jazz in the playoffs, can you use Boogie as a stretch five? And, you know, having his confidence back before then might be something useful to bring Gobert out from the rim. I don't know. It's it's a risk. Uh, I probably wouldn't take it just because of the potential chemistry issues that that would bring up, but... I don't know. And then, uh, you know, last, uh, something that, that's been percolating in me. I've been watching Anthony Davis and and uh, watched a little bit of Giannis today at work. Oops. Should have been working, but degas. Um, and something crossed my mind is whenever you give AD the ball, whenever we give AD the ball at the end of the game, I feel like he settles and he takes too much of a he takes too many turnaround jumpers, you know, 15 footers. And, you know, at that point in the game, you got I want him to be aggressive, get to the rim, you know, get a high percentage shot. And so here's my hot take and why I brought up Giannis earlier. I'll explain in a second. Uh, My hot take is. That Anthony Davis having too many skills and being too good at everything actually hurts him because he settles and he takes what the defense gives them, which is the shot that they want him to take, rather than getting the shot he wants to take. A little flimsy, little flimsy. I know it's not perfect, but but when you think about Giannis, at the end of his games, he can, he can't shoot, right? I mean, he's been, he's been shooting more, but he's, I mean, nobody cares about if he shoots. They want him to shoot because if, if you get him around the rim, um, then he's going to score or get fouled or get a wide open three for someone else. So his lack of skills from the outside actually helps him at the end of the game because he knows exactly what he wants to do and he goes and does it. And if Anthony Davis had that where he said in his mind, all right, I'm going to get fouled, I'm going to get a dunk, or I'm going to get a, a chip shot, I think he could do it. But time and time again, two minutes comes down, uh, LeBron or KCP or somebody dumps him the ball, and what happens is he throws up a good shot. But at that time, you need something that's going to be automatic. And right now, his his jump shot's, what, 60%, 50%? So, I don't know. Food for thought. Uh <laughs> it sounds kind of dumb, but yeah, we're going with it. Uh, all right, last point. 
Trade season is among us. February 6th, trade deadline. Uh, what are the Lakers going to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't think they're going to do anything, honestly. I think what they're hoping for is to sign Dan Collison, Andre Iguodala gets waived, and they pick up him. And I think that's that's their best-case scenario, right? Because if they have to make a trade, the trade has to include Kyle Kuzma, which is you know really the only player on a longer-term contract that anybody would want on the Lakers. Everybody else is one-on-ones and uh, LeBron. You're not going to trade LeBron. Um, so you need, you need Kyle Kuzma. All right, so you got Kyle Kuzma. Who else could you include in the trade? Rondo and KCP are actually – they have a trade – Clause. So they have to accept the trade, and neither of them are going to accept a trade um, from the Lakers. Huh. Okay. So Rondo and KCP are off the table. If you're talking about getting anybody of, of value, you know, they're going to be in the 10, 10 to $12 million range. All right. So there was some speculation that maybe it's Zach Levine and uh, Barf. Nobody would ever do that ever. Um, like as a clown, move on. But just for argument's sake, if you did do that trade, you'd have to include Danny Green. And so now you're giving up a starter and one of your key bench players, maybe possibly a starter in Kuzma, to pick up Zach Levine, who hasn't proven anything. And he's he's a high-volume, low-efficiency bum that can eat a piece of poop. So... The only one that I really, really like is, and I don't even know if I would do this straight up, would be Kuzma for Rose. Uh, just because Rose is on a, he's on a $7 million deal, and, you know, he makes sense for what the Lakers do. And when you look at, he's been good this year. He killed the Lakers. He had 29 points or something. He's been in the 20s all the time. He's the only credible player on that Pistons team. So I think that's... Uh, that would be super interesting. I don't think I would give up Kuzma for him just because of the age. Although, the funny thing is, people think just because Rose uh, won the MVP so young that he's been around for so long, he's actually uh, a lot younger than people think. I think he's under 30, which is uh, a little surprising to me. Um, So, I don't, beyond that, I don't really know who the Lakers trade for. I don't think the Bogdan Bogdanovich thing is going to happen. So I think what we're looking at this year is best case scenario, Darren Collison comes on. We can replace some of Rondo's bum minutes with him. And, uh, you know, he can create and facilitate, get people open shots. And, uh, and then, you know, hopefully Iggy comes on and can guard Kawhi and Paul George for 15 minutes a game. So. All right, that's the uh, that's the end of the podcast. Uh, let me know your thoughts. I think next week we're gonna have we may have a special guest on. I'm not sure yet, but if you could leave a rating and review, it helps. Uh, and go to uh, c4.com/slash/the-great-white. That's it. Goodbye.